Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus, so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Southside Church today. My name's Jeff Williams. Merry Christmas on this Christmas Eve. Man, what a great day. I hope you are able to uh, enjoy this day, this time of year. I love it. I'm a kid at heart at this time. It's hard for me to go to sleep. It's easy for me to wake up or it's hard for me to stay asleep in the middle of the night. And uh, man, that is just, I can't wait. I love it. I love being with family. I love eating food. I love opening the presents. I love giving them. I love seeing the look on everybody's face and just being able to hang out during this time of year. But something that I've really come to enjoy during the Christmas season, especially Christmas Eve is our Christmas Eve service at Southside. And uh, normally we do them in the evening or the late afternoon. This year, because it's on Sunday, we're doing them at our regular times at 9, 15, and 11. And, uh, and you're just getting to be an extension of that, a part of that day with us as we prepare for the celebration of the Lord Jesus Christ and His grace coming into the world. I mean, it literally is a picture of grace in motion, and it's a powerful story of redemption to a lost world. And I I believe this. I believe that grace really is form-fitted for your every moment of need. I believe that. It's sometimes hard to experience it, find it, live in it, and uh, and just maybe not necessarily find it, but live in it and know that it's there. It is there every moment that you need it. It's difficult to learn how to experience God, share God, find God, and love Him and experience Him through difficult times. But, but this is true to know that his grace is form-fitted for your every moment of need. He's not hard to find. He's not hard to experience. He's not difficult to get to know. God came so that you could know him personally through the Lord Jesus Christ. And the power, I think, or the problem that I think is, is found in the power of self-reliance. We are taught by a culture and really by the forces of darkness in this world to rely on yourself, rely on you. You have what it takes. You are better than that person over there. I mean, you're doing pretty good on your own. You're not near as bad of a sinner as that person. Why should my little sins really equal up to theirs? I mean, you're good enough You're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. I mean, it's just the the self-reliance of culture that is being taught to everyone. And if it's to be, it's up to me is the message a lot of times that we hear throughout our world. Today, I don't want you to buy that. I don't want you to buy that. During Christmas, we buy all kinds of things, okay? Don't by the false gospel of self-reliance. If you could make it without help, there is absolutely no need and no reason for Jesus to come. Here's the truth. The truth is that you and I don't have what it takes to make it on our own. I mean, we just don't. 
We don't have what it takes to make it on our own. We don't have the power, the wisdom. We don't have the grace to make it on our own, especially when we're talking about eternity. That is why. I love this statement. I love this phrase. I'll say this. That is why the God of tender grace, tender grace, love me tender, Come on, little Elvis Presley right there. Come on, somebody. Thank you very much. You're a beautiful audience. I love you. Anyway, but that is why the God of tender grace comes to you. Man, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. He's calling for you and for me. The God of tender grace comes to you in the person of Jesus Christ, and he offers you everything you need for life and godliness. You see, long ago, God made a promise. He made a promise that he intended to keep, and that is exactly what he did. Today, today he invites you to be a part of that promise and to believe that with him, through him, for him, you've can do the impossible. Today, when God moves, when God moves, what happens? Last week we talked about when, 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 when God speaks. When God speaks, we hear, we listen, we respond. Today, today when God moves, when God moves, we see, we believe, and we grow. If we're going to talk about the Christmas story, then let's go to the Christmas story. When God moves, we see. In Luke chapter 2, this is what we see. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. And the first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. If you go back and you just listen, you remember the, the story of the birth of Jesus that's found in both Gospels of Matthew and Luke. It, both, both Matthew and Luke give the account of the birth of the Savior. Matthew comes at it from a little different perspective than John because of his audience and who he's dealing with. We talked about last week how, how Matthew uh, talks about John, uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth and the coming of John the Baptist as a forerunner to the Messiah. And, and today we see more of Mary and Joseph in, in the Gospel of Luke. In Luke chapter 1, we see where Mary was. Mary was visited by the angel Gabriel, the same angel who came to visit Zechariah and Elizabeth 
Elizabeth about the coming of John. Gabriel comes, says to her, blessed are you. You are the most favored of all women. A lady who was probably somewhere around the age of 16 years old, that the angel of God comes and says, you are most blessed among all women on the planet. You are highly favored. And he said, he explains what's about to happen. Mary, seeing this angel, communicating with this angel, hearing what God is going to do. When God moves, we see. And Mary saw that. She saw that vision of that angel. Joseph, in Matthew chapter 1, in a dream, receives a vision, a visit from the angel Gabriel. And he's doubting whether or not he should marry Mary because of what he's heard. And then the angel says, what she told you is true. He sees it with his eyes. And so we see in this moment, when God moves, we see And so here are Mary and Joseph moving along, doing something that they were required to do by the Roman government and follow through with. It's what they have to do. And and here it says, while they were there, the time came for her to give birth in Bethlehem. And the Bible says that when she, then she gave birth to her firstborn son, she wrapped him snugly in a cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them in the lodging place. Bethlehem was overrun with people because of of what was being asked and required of the people in the nation of Israel by the Roman government. They were overrun, and this was the only place where they could find to provide a, a, a place for this birth to transpire. And so here they are. And then he goes from there, he says, in the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields, keeping watch at night over their flock. And then an angel of the Lord, we don't know if it was Gabriel or not, my assumption here is probably so, an angel of the Lord came, stood before them, and the glory of God shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. He says, today, a Savior who is Christ the Lord was born for you in the city of David. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in a cloth and lying in a manger. Over 2,000 years ago, God delivered a message a message that elicited a response from the world that had never been seen or heard before. For millions of people who have lived since that time, the birth of Jesus made possible not just a new way of understanding life, but a new way of living life. And so what we see here is God moving in a powerful way. This was the time God ordained for his son to be revealed to the world. It's his his moment. It is at just the right time. And when God moves, we see. When God wants to move in and around your life, you're going to see it. I believe that. I believe the Holy Spirit of God will move and work in your heart. And so he makes it possible for us to see, just like Mary, just like Joseph, just like these shepherds. 
All of them are unique and different. I mean, think about Mary for a second. How would you like to be a 16-year-old kid going to tell your parents that you're pregnant and they go, I'm going to kill Joseph. And she said, it's not Joseph's baby. Who is it? Oh, the Holy Spirit did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Where's Joseph? I'm going to go find him. Imagine Joseph when Mary comes and says, I'm pregnant. Joseph's like, wait a second. I didn't have any part in that. I know I wasn't a participant. Who is it? Who's the dad? The Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, right. Whatever, Mary. What kind of fool do you take me for? Powerful, just just moments that that if we sit here and think about it for a minute, it's kind of amazing that that these people followed through with what they were told by these this angel. I mean, how crazy it was when the shepherds are there out in this field in the dark of night, and and then. All of a sudden, an angel appears, and God's glory shone around him, and they were terrified. Duh. <laughs> or if you like the King James, duh-eth. I mean, I, I know. They, I would be terrified, too. You're in the dark. All you hear in the distance, of, I, 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 you know, every now and then, and all of a sudden, boom, there's the angel of the Lord telling you, giving you this announcement. But it gets crazier. It's, it, it, at this moment, it was like all of heaven had been waiting for this announcement, announcement of the birth of the king, the savior of the world. This, the angel said, will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in cloth and lying in a feeding trough. And then suddenly, suddenly, pow, an explosion of light an explosion of sound, an explosion of celebration. Suddenly, there was a multitude. How many is a multitude? A multitude, a multi-lot, a whole bunch, a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heavens and peace on earth to people he favors. God When you think about where they were, Bethlehem, God picked one of the most isolated, most remote places in all of the world. He chose the darkest time of night for this moment to transpire. In isolation and darkness... He sent the gift of eternal life, the light of the world, with the message of hope, forgiveness, and grace. See, when God moves, we see. And, And I want you to know this, that God knows right where you are. Pastor, God's forgotten about me. People are forgotten about me. Nobody knows. That's not true. That's just simply not true. God knows right where you are. He knows right where you are. His grace changes lives. Because you can't run or hide from Him. God knows right where you are. This story alone proves it. He knows right 
where you are. When God, when, when God moves, we see. When God moves, we believe. I, I, this is, these are choices that you get to make. Decisions that you get to make. When God moves, you see it. When God, when, when God reveals himself to you, you see it. Now, the question is, are you going to believe it? Are you going to believe it? Are you going to write it off as something you just felt? Are you going to write it off as just a, a, a random encounter? Are you just going to write it off as some kind of hocus pocus thing? Are you just going to write it off as something that you just really, I, is that really what I saw? Nah. Are you going to believe it to be what it is? The God of creation calling your name, finding you in obscurity, isolation, or darkness, and showing you his tender, loving grace. I love this. We believe when the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, boy, that was really cool. Where are them sheep? (laughs) <laughs> let's go get something to eat. I mean, let's go, let's, let's take us a nap. I mean, when the ship, when the, when that moment was gone and the darkness was there, and they didn't worry about the sheep. They didn't worry about where they were. They didn't worry about the time of night. They didn't worry about any of those things. When the angels had left them, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. See, when God moves, we see. When God moves, we believe. We believe. And they hurried off and they found both Mary and Joseph and the baby exactly where the angel said they would be. What a powerful moment. But, but you got to look at Mary and Joseph as well. I mean, when, when Gabriel visited Mary, I mean, what, what the angel told her that she would be, she would conceive of the Holy Spirit and would give birth to the Messiah, okay? She, she had to have thought about this. She, she even asked the question, how can this be? I've never been with someone. I'm, I'm, I'm a virgin. I've never been with someone. How does this happen? You will be, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you'll be, you, I mean, that, just thinking about that. I mean, we've heard the story. She's hearing it for the first time. What she was going to experience in her culture would have been a death sentence to most ladies. It could have cost her her life. At, at, at best, at best, she was going to be ostracized, cut off from her family, from Joseph, and everything she held dear, every relationship she had, because people would have seen her as a harlot. But she believed. She said, may it be done to me as the Lord desires. Joseph, how about Joseph? Who's like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I, I don't believe what you're telling me, Mary. But, but you know, Joseph could have made this huge spectacle about it, public dis, dis spectacle, but he chose not to. He was going to give her a silent, quiet, private written certificate of divorce so that, so that he wouldn't shame her publicly. 
And in that night, the, the angel visits him and tells him what she has told him is true. And Joseph could have woke up and said, nah, no thanks. Mary could have said, nah, no thanks. I don't want to have to go through this. But she said, may it be to me. Joseph got up and put feet to his faith. He went and took her to be his wife, and he became her husband. Wow. I mean, now, so, so now people are going to see her pregnant. They're not married, and they're going to put those two together. So now they're both ostracized from their village and their family. Wow. And so here we are. Here we are in this moment. Are you going to believe? I mean, that's kind of the whole Hallmark Christmas uh, movies that are out there today about Santa Claus. Do you believe? Here's Mary and Joseph. Something, something that I, I never hearing it for the first time. Are you going to believe it? They did. See, when God, when God moves, we see. When God moves, we believe. Because God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly what you need. Did Mary and Joseph need that? I don't know, but God did. What, what did Mary and Joseph need out of this experience? I don't know. I do know this, that they were chosen by God for that moment. And so God knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you need. And so do you trust that? Do you accept that in your life? Do you believe that? You can see it, but do you believe it? Because when God moves, we see we believe, and when we accept it, we grow. We grow. The shepherds, they go and find the baby. They find Mary and Joseph, just like the angel said. And after seeing them, when God moves, we see. They reported the message. They believed that they were told about this child. And all who heard it, were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They saw, they believed, and they grew. And all the while, Mary was treasuring all of these things in her heart and meditated on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, just as they had been told. What a powerful story. The Christmas story is, is more than just a story for this time of year. It's a story for every moment you face. It's a story for every encounter you have. It's a story for every storm, every trial, every tribulation, every difficulty that you face, every moment you feel alone, every darkness that you experience in your life, every moment of stress, every moment of fear, every moment of anxiety, every moment of doubt. God is here for you. You know why? Because God knows right where you are. God knows exactly what you need. And God knows that you cannot possibly live without Him. You can't possibly live without Him. When, God's, when, God, when God moves, we see, we believe, and we grow. 
We grow in it. When you believe it, when you put feet to your faith, you grow. So today, I'll ask this to you. What must happen before you are willing to believe and become what God wants you to be? What's got to happen today? What do you need to see? What do you need to see? Do you need a visit from an angel of the Lord? And, 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 and you say, well, yeah, I do. I need to see that. I need that angel to come visit me. Well, buckle up, buttercup. If that happened, would you believe it? Would you accept it? Would you do what he said? Because God has done that in his word. He's given you his word. He's given you his son. We've got it written on the pages of his book. He came. He lived. He died. He rose again. And he did it all for you. You know why? God knows right where you are. He knows right what you need. And he wants you to know that you can't do this without him. So what's got to happen today before you are willing to believe and become what God wants you to be? Because you can never truly enjoy Christmas until you can look up into the Father's face and tell him you have received his gift. So God has given you a gift today. What are you going to do with it? I love Titus chapter 2. Titus 2, 11, 12, 13, and 14. It says, for the grace of God has appeared with salvation for all good people, for all American people, for all uh, uh, whatever people, (laughs) for some people. No, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all people. And it instructs us, it teaches us you know, sometimes people go be turned off by that. Makes it ritualistic, makes it, makes it more education-oriented. No, 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 no. God is instructing us because he loves us, he cares for us. He instructs us to deny godlessness and worldly lust, the things that will hurt us, so that we can live in a sensible, righteous, and godly way in this present age while we wait, while we wait for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for you. For you. See, this is all about grace and motion. When God moves, we see. When God moves, we believe. And when God moves, we grow. Because God knows right where you are. He knows exactly what you need. And he knows that on your own, you'll never make it without him. See, when you and I respond to grace, God changes people's lives. It begins with you. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, if you've never said yes to Jesus, why don't you make this Christmas a brand new day for you and for everyone that you see? Why don't you make this Christmas different from all the others? Let today be the day that you say yes and give your life to the one who came to give his for you. Maybe you'd bow your head and close your eyes with me. Just in this moment, just say, Father God, I believe in you. I believe that you sent your son your one and only son to be my savior. Say to Jesus, Jesus, 
Would you forgive me for my sin by your grace? Forgive me for my sin by your grace. Make me right with you. Jesus, be the Savior and Lord of my life. I am ready. I am ready to put my faith and my life in you. And I'm saying yes to you today. Amen. Merry Christmas. I pray that this day will be the first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful Christmas Eve and a blessed Christmas Day. Come and join us. We'll see you again soon.